And hello everyone, welcome back to Required Viewing Succession Recap. This is the recap for Season 3, Episode 5, Retired Janitors of Idaho. I am back with my co-host Shams, and we're going to break down all of the biggest gainers and biggest losers in Succession stock this week. Shams, how are you doing? What do you think of Retired Janitors of Idaho? Uh, I am doing well, and... I'm probably going to surprise you here. Uh, I did not like this episode. Oh, really? I don't know if that's... I don't know if I'm surprised. Um, I I can see it being a controversial episode. I'm really disappointed a lot in the show. I've never been more disappointed in Succession than I am right now. Really? All right. Why? So, to me, this has literally... So, the narrative plot of this episode is the vote which has literally been built up since when, what, episode three, episode four of season one? Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking of basically two full seasons. And the way, and there were so many different episodes and stuff dealing with, oh, we have to get this person to get on our side, or this person and this person. And this episode just handles it in such a lazy way and it doesn't take into account or incorporate any of the other dealings and stuff that had happened before it's as if like if you had if you had just jumped from this, this episode where uh, uh kendall makes a deal with stewie right and then you jump to this episode you wouldn't have need to have watched anything. Like it would have been, it would have been the same. It would have made sense. The narrative doesn't matter, in my opinion. I was, I just felt that like it never, it just dealt with this major event in such a hastily lazy way. Now, granted, there may be, there's, there's a hint that this is going to have lingering effects. Fine, but at the exact moment of right now, I'm very disappointed. Yeah, well, I'll make a, I'll make two counterpoints. One is there's a lot going on behind the scenes, and I think the the build up to the episode is narratively what led to it being such a close contest, which then frames this as you know the the final, basically putting the final touches on negotiations. Because if you if you look at what they're negotiating, these aren't like big things. This is literally like. They've argued to a standstill and now they're haggling over, you know, basically the vanity items of who's going to embarrass who with the deal more. Second counterpoint is to quote Sam Esmail, you know, one of your favorite showrunners of the last decade, fuck plot. Succession is not a plot driven show. This is honestly, they can retcon any plot details they want because this is a character driven show. And this was definitely a character driven episode. Yeah, okay, so I agree. Okay, first of all, F you for using my boy. I invoke CMS mail against you. Yeah. I can do that anytime. That, that's just some bullshit. Um, so, I mean, blame him. He's the one who said fuck plot. It's a direct quote, bro. Fine. I just thought, and also because it's the same thing as last week, I just don't believe, I just don't like what they're doing with Shiv. It's just so blah to me um the my favorite moment of the episode is logan just like shutting her the f up at the end of the episode 
Yeah, so let's talk about Shivstock because this is one where I think if I were to describe, you know, the the trading for this one, um, Shiv was really rallying for most of this episode as you know as her dad was out of out of commission um, and kind of lost. I, it seems like she did not gain any respect from the moves that she made because she was definitely making moves. Obviously, the big one at the end of basically negotiating herself onto the board. And yet, essentially, any cred she gained uh, was taken away by Logan as he dismissed her right at the end. So I don't know. What, what did you make of that? Is that is this a net gain or a net loss for Shiv? 100% a net loss. She looks like a freaking fool. And she probably screwed things up so badly that that's going to be – their ramifications are going to be very evident. I think – she's not in any good position whatsoever. Yeah. I just like, I like that she was willing to make, you know, essentially make some shady, uh, you know, backhanded stuff. I love the scene between her and, um, and uh, the, the daughter Sandy. Uh, But yeah, it it was just weird to see it just taken away at the end. Um, And this is, I guess this has kind of been the story of, her relationship with Logan throughout the past, uh, this season and the previous season of, I, I still just genuinely have no idea if he has any intention of ever giving her any real role at the company. Uh, maybe he did and maybe she, uh, lost it by just continually sucking at everything she does, but I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I think, I, I think no she'd have to, to do it. a 180. No, I think she has to do a 180 to fix, save that. I think, I mean, to be, Again, this is not to say that this is good, but like I generally think that Logan was only using her because she's a woman, as Kendall asserted to, because Logan just felt it was an image thing. Mm. And and but now that it's like okay, we need like they need she needs to actually like do the job. He if he doesn't have faith in Kendall doing it, he has even less faith in Shiv doing it. Well, let's talk about Kendall as well, because Jesus Christ, what is he doing? Uh, Kendall is I, his stock. He is literally the um, the the GameStop of this stock market. It's uh, it makes no sense. It's completely volatile, and I, that that fits with his character because he is the living embodiment of volatility. But um, this episode was he was kind of out of it for most of it, and then that ending kind of came out of nowhere. It's very interesting because he's playing this game where he's like, okay, I need them to keep the company afloat and not get taken over, but I also need to shit on them so that I can take over the company. And so, yeah, like, I don't think he's being smart, obviously. I think the crazy thing about this season is that all the major play, all the major voice are all screwing up. Like, there's not like, like their their stocks are all plummeting, in my opinion. Yeah, but, well, chief chief among them for this episode, I think, has to be Logan. Um, and Logan and his uh, urinary tract infection. Yeah, I mean, so Logan's health. We, we we've now had back to back episodes dealing with Logan's health. It's like Logan's health is at a point now where it's like this is a liability 
and it's clearly an issue and I don't think I don't think this will go away I'm pretty sure this is going to stay and I also think it foreshadows my what I predicted last week about what I think is going to happen at the end of the season um so Logan's health is an issue Shiv doesn't know how to what the hell she's doing and Kendall is a complete erratic mess and Romulus is just silent you know like he's not bad he's not screwing up like he's used to but he's not doing any he has zero accomplishments this season what do you think of uh Roman taking a call from the president yeah that was funny <laughs> I don't see this is why like I again I don't I understand your point about the plot and the kind of belittling something that they've been building up to. But on the other hand, like how can you not think this episode is a masterpiece when you have Roman taking a surprise call from the fucking president? I mean, the thing is, this is okay. So to be fair, I'm using a succession curve, right? It's the same thing I did for like Mr. Robot and Better Call Saul. So, like, yes, if I'm comparing this episode to, like, 99% of television, then, like, of course it's better, right? But, like, I'm using the succession bar, right? So Okay, yeah. So, yeah, so I should be clear that, like, I'm not claiming that this is bad television. Yeah, I, I just think, yeah. even ranking it among succession episodes, the more I think about it, and I just, I did a little bit of rewatching it earlier because I, I wasn't taking notes on my first uh, watch, and so I had, I didn't have a favorite line picked. Uh, I still don't even know which one I'm going to pick, but um, I, I just noticed a lot more on kind of just skimming through it again um, about what this show does really well, which is the dramatic. It's there's a lot of dramatic irony in the details, and it's like you pointed out in previous ones where if you don't like the writing alone is great, but if you just kind of look at the other details in between the dialogue um, there's some really great things hidden in there. Like in this one, you had a lot of stuff that was on the um, on the screen of the shareholders meeting. Like one, one thing they do is uh, as Frank is coming in at the end, or I forget if it's Frank or Carl, but as one of the old white men comes in to like interrupt the video that's playing right at the moment when Shiv is talking about how Waystar Royco cares about women, uh, the old white man basically shuts off the video and says, pardon me for interrupting. And similarly, when Jerry first gets up there and starts having to um, basically make stuff up, it has this brilliant shot over the shoulder where you can see the teleprompter and what she was supposed to say, which is, time is short. I'll keep this brief. And what she actually is saying is, I would like to start by reflecting on my 30 years at Waystar Royco. Uh, just the little details and the irony of this show is, I think, what makes it a masterpiece. Even even if this episode isn't one of the best, like all of that greatness is definitely still there. So, okay. So I think this, I think this is getting to a more deeper point which I wanted to bring up to, and bring up to you is that does the narrative even matter anymore with succession or is it just now about seeing the characters in random scenarios and just watching them go at it? And like, it doesn't really matter why they're in the scenario. It doesn't really matter the outcome. It's just like, let's just put them in a room and like watch them like talk 
and ran yeah, I don't know because again, like I'm thinking back to season, you know, season one and two. Um, I don't really recall what the narrative was, you know, in season one. Uh, I, I remember season two just cause it's more recent. Um, and also I think I, I don't remember if I binged season one or not. I think I watched it week to week cause I was a pretty early adopter of this show, but, um, like season two had the arc, which was mostly like Kendall is the, you know, beaten down dog taking orders from, uh, uh, from his father leading all the way to the debate of who's going to take the fall. And obviously it was always going to be Kendall. And then he basically betrays his father at the end. Like that, that's the extent of what I remember from season two's, you know, plot. Um, I think the, the things you remember about the show are really the, you know, the character interactions. And I, I don't think it's, I don't really think it's a change in what's valued with the show. Um, I just, I think they're really, maybe they're leaning into it harder because they've figured out after two seasons why people like the show and they're just giving us more and more of that. Yeah. And you're right. I don't, I, I wouldn't disagree with anything you said about the narrative per se. Well, okay. Actually, I don't disagree with you about how, where it is today. I do think that like the narrative, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I, I still think like big moments, right? Like for instance, like last season, they built up this whole thing about the, the cover up and the, uh, the cruise thing. Right. And mm-hmm. that had a real effect and that mattered in the last episode and that created an entire thing. Yeah. But those are the moment. details that get you to the moment. And that's why succession is so successful because Pretty much everything, whether it's a TV show, a movie, or even this is true in technology products, which is my chosen profession, the thing that people remember and what makes something quote unquote good or great is usually a moment. There's actually a book that I haven't read, but there was a podcast that summarized it um, called The Power of Moments. And the, the point of it is it kind of applies to media and products in general. And it's it's really these like individual moments that are remembered and succession if it has to spend an entire season building up to one of those which it's basically that's been the pattern for the last two seasons you have season one it all builds up to um uh the finale nobody is ever missing and then pretty much the same thing with season two um which i forgot the title of the finale but it's um we all know the ending uh, and, uh, you know, we'll see. I think we'll be having this conversation after the final episode of of this season. And I assume they're going to do something similar because Succession has always been a stick the landing for each season type of show. I still think you, I don't agree with the entirety of what you said about moments. You still have to earn it. You can't just like have moments and then fall like and bullshit in between and then another moment and bullshit in between. Like, I don't believe in that. I don't. Well, yeah, believe- that's, that's not what I'm saying. They, they use all how many, it's usually 10 episodes. This season's nine, but in seasons one and two, they used, you know, most, almost every ounce of episodes one through nine to create the payoff in the finale. I don't think it just the fact that the shareholder vote was, literally the middle of this season, I think is a sign that all of that 
detail you thought they were building up to the shareholder vote was not actually intended to build up to the shareholder vote. This was not the payoff they had in mind. So I'm trusting that they have something in episode Fair. nine. Okay. And that, and that's what I said in the beginning. I said, like, you know, I'm saying this right now, but, you know, obviously there's three, four more episodes left. And so you're right. And I think that's the thing is that this felt that was like the halfway point. This episode is literally the halfway right. point. This felt like this was going to be the payoff, right? Moment like that. This this vote was gonna be the payoff moment, but it's not now. And so, which I guess is exciting. I think what's interesting to me now is that yes, there's still the investigation and stuff, but I think what's interesting now is that there's no. I don't know. I mean. I don't actually know what's going to be the big narrative event that needs to be decided in the season finale. Because I would have guessed it was going to be the vote. Yeah, I actually think it's kind of brilliant also to take the vote and make it something that is a lot more, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it was like awkward and mostly, it was like a false start. Um, I, I feel like there's a more literary word for this concept, but that's essentially, it was a, it was a dramatic ironic false start so, of a of an episode do you think logan is correct in thinking that sandy knows something sandy and stewie know something like that they that they have some a trick up their sleeve or something and that's why i they, do i interpreted do most of just logan as yeah I, I think i interpreted most of logan's uh dialogue this episode as him losing it um because of the the medication thing um that was a little earlier though that but that's kind of general paranoia i i think part of that is what what's the structure of the episode is really good because they start with things like that and you you know you start with when he starts to make slightly more irrational uh statements throughout the episode they start by writing it off as like, this is Logan. He's a strategic badass who's six steps ahead. And they say things like that. And then he says another thing, which is slightly more ridiculous. And it just keeps building until you're like, Oh shit. Uh, he's literally out of his mind. He's Reagan about to nuke Belgium, which I don't actually know if that story Connor told is, is that a real thing or is that a made up thing? Yeah. I don't know if it's real, real. But yeah, that, that's to answer your question. I, I am thinking that he was pretty out of it for most of the episode, but they did a good job of gradually introducing it. So they they even have that, that uh, debate in the middle of the episode of uh, like, at what point did he lose it? Was it when, when Connor was allegedly offered a uh, European cable? Um, we don't know. Yeah, I think... So I actually think it's the opposite. I think that they purposely made you want to think that Logan was crazy, and he is. But I think he actually is right. About them knowing something, and that's why they were willing yeah, to I, come to the I table? Think, I think they're going to get screwed majorly. And I think that's why – I think Shiv is going to eat a lot of shit, basically, from the deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the president um, – the president not – running again and that whole thing is probably also going to come back to to bite them um 
I, uh, aside from Connor, who we haven't discussed, but I think that is technically this is second win in a row for for Connor Roy. Um, we his stock went up last so week. Connor is the only the Roy presidency is clear. The Connor yeah. Connor is the only Connor had was at the at a very low point in episode one of this season, and it's been smooth sailing up ever since. Granted, he was at a very very low point, but he's he's climbing. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe the finale is Connor, uh, Connor's inauguration and Willa becoming uh, Flotus. Yeah, maybe. So, so yeah, so I know. So, no, definitely uh, not. <laughs> that is definitely not going to happen. I don't know. That, my prediction, Connor will never be president on the show. That is, I'm calling that right now. I did like that when they said the president's not running. Everyone's pissed off, and he's just yeah, he's just yeah, he was fucking grinning ear to ear. I would love it though if they um if they if he got to the point of being on stage at a primary debate, that would be peak succession. I would love a scene. I I mean I did tell you maybe that's the finale because I did tell you that like I said to you at at the beginning of this. Thing that I think the election has to be a factor in the season at some point because they keep they've talked about it and clearly yeah. it is now. Do we know the time frame of of this episode? I, I'm not sure. Because uh, I, I assume know. they're discussing whether or not the president's rerunning, which means it's a this is like I'm I don't know what the fictional timeline is. What year this is? Maybe 20, is it 2020? And it's uh it's yeah. obviously not Donald Trump. They, they don't is. name the president, but I don't think it's uh, – I don't Trump think it's actually Donald Trump. Yeah. So I don't know. But All right. We should go We should go to line, favorite line because we're running a bit yeah. long. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So mine's a very simple line, but it's just – I guess just because of my corporate America work, it's what mm-hmm. I – it hit me the most is when Tom is looking at Kendall when he's on screen and he just says – He's not even wearing a tie. <laughs> and I just love that because it's such a like, old yeah. school. The way he says it so genuinely. It wasn't like it was like a genuine yeah. like scoffing like he he's not like he's on stage without a tie. Yeah. Um so I wanna give a shout out to I was very close to picking uh Roman's That is an imaginary cat. Now will you please fuck off? Really, really wanted to pick that. But what I actually want to do is I want to frame this line from if you're sitting in the audience of this SEC shareholders meeting watching all this, just put yourself in their shoes. And when Carl, it's yeah, I think it's Carl comes up to Frank as if he's going to take over and then basically tells him the vote's off. The microphone is covered. And then at the point when Frank uncovers the microphone, this is the quote that you would hear if you were just sitting in the audience. He's giving a big fake smile as uh, as Carl leaves the stage. And then Frank turns to the audience and says, excellent, wonderful news. Well, in fact, we'll be hearing from our CFO a little later. And before that, a little further ado. In fact, much ado, much ado <laughs> about something. Frank, fucking brilliant. Okay, Carl. Last thing, Carl stock up this week because he got to just make the big announcement and get credit for it. Yeah. Frank, Frank, 
definitely the loser donkey of the week because he just had to yeah. eat shit for like and, for, and then he threw he finally got sick of it and threw jerry up there as jerry i think jerry was telling him to stretch i couldn't I, i'm pretty sure that's the hand gesture so, she was doing and then he just says fuck it i'm i'm an introducer and she's technically the winner i guess to end this end this thing the <laughs> unlikely winner of episode five of season three is carl yeah did he even really do anything um no. like the I don't think he made a single decision or really did anything. He just jumped up there at the end and made that announcement. Right? Yeah, which gives him all the credit. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I, I think this episode is a – it is not a pillar of the narrative of the show, but I think this is this is almost like a really great bottle episode when you think about it. Yeah, it was a very it – was, it was a very cheap episode in terms of locations. It was basically, what, like two – Locations. Yeah, it's a self-contained like stage play of hilarious hilarity. Yeah. Oh, I, I did like the ending where Logan just decides to annoy Kendall by fake inviting him to a meeting. Is that what that was? I was I wasn't sure who actually was like involved in that or if that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that uh, was that was strange. That, that's what you think that was. Yeah, I think he was just say he was just doing it because he knew he would accept the meeting and then he knew he, he wouldn't show up so he would have the upper yeah. the kendall to me kendall and logan is still the core of the show and it's the most dynamic and engaging part and so literally in this episode that's my favorite moment is literally that yeah. Because, well, I think that's why this was very enjoyable to me because this episode was essentially Kendall is in the background and Logan's out of commission and the rest of the characters all basically scramble because they don't fucking know what to do without, you know, Logan or Kendall. Like every everything has revolved around their feud and waiting for Logan to tell people what to do if you're on that camp and kind of similar when Kendall's doing stuff. Um, and this was just like the awkwardness of everyone running around like ants. Yeah, no, I agree. And most importantly, Greg is suing Greenpeace. Oh, yeah. Oh, that should have been my line. Shit. F. That oh, it, yeah. My line. It was, do you think it's possible to, to sue someone, but like in an affectionate way? Yeah, that should have been my line. That was solid. Oh God, damn it! I, can I retract? That's actually my line. I love that yeah. line. That, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, such a Greg line. And he's like, he's like, turns out you can't actually sue someone until they're dead. So, yeah. but I guess I'm just gonna sue Greenpeace then. Yeah, I think at the end of the this series, we need to go back and um, tally which character won line of the episode the most and do a power ranking on yeah. one liners. Uh, yeah. Okay. By the way, I don't know if we're over, but uh, I think this to me, you disagreed with this, but I think, I think Brian Cox is the way big front runner for actor. After this episode, I agree because there is a there's definitely a trend in people playing uh, the crazy roles that get you awards. So yeah, I could see that, and as, honestly, especially if he dies, because you know the the Emmys, the Academy loves to give awards to people on their last, uh, mm-hmm. you know, their last chance to win it. So yeah, I, I think I think he's got it for sure. Anyways, all right, I think uh, I think we should probably end this. 
yeah, this one's way over time, but it is a nice halfway check-in. We talked about how we're feeling about the season so far, so I think it's worth it. Um, and hey, we've actually done five of these, so that's uh, we're halfway there, and we haven't dropped one yet. I'm surprised, but hey, we'll keep we'll keep yeah. rocking and rolling. All right, thanks for listening, everyone. Tune thanks. in next week for episode six. Bye.